0: My name is Julian Hartman-Siegel, and this is On The Record. On Wednesday, May 3rd, I sat down with Dean of the Faculty, Gene Jarrett, class of 1997, in Nassau Hall, in his first interview with The Prince since he stepped into the role in August 2021. The following highlights some key excerpts from that interview. Listen in. 2022 DEI report showed that around 69% of tenured or tenure-track faculty are white, and then in his interview with The Prince last fall, President Eisgrieber said that the university is subject to certain legal limits when it comes to diversifying the faculty, like you can't really consider race when making those types of decisions. But he also said that he wants to increase the number of underrepresented minorities on the faculty by 50% in the next five years. So is that a tenable goal? And how can, how can the university achieve that goal while working within the limits of the law? Mm-hmm. So
1: that was a goal that was outlined before my time. I will say that I'm... As someone who prizes a diversity of perspectives and ideas, I'm all for thinking about ways we can diversify our faculty community. And so what I have done is I've appointed a new leader. His name is Professor Fred Wary, he's of the Department of Sociology, he's the Vice Dean for Diversity and Inclusion. And he has been proactive in engaging with faculty, with chairs and directors about how they conduct searches. And so departments have search officers, they have faculty who participate on search committees, just ensuring that we are thinking in a um, holistic or in a kind of open-minded way about how we build an applicant pool that enables us to identify the talent that we need um, uh, around the world. Um, He's also enabled us to um, ensure that how we Uh, characterize our academic mission in searches, and search descriptions and the like, and also um, how we are establishing um, relationships with people, not only within on campus, but beyond campus. All of those things are driving toward our ability to recruit faculty of a high academic quality, but also who bring a variety of perspectives. And so in my view, I think it's most important to establish that kind of Groundwork of procedures, of um, uh, kind of a philosophical approach that central to the advancement of knowledge uh, is excellence, intellectual excellence, and central to that is ensuring that you have a wide o- array of ideas. Now, I intend not to view uh, our success only in terms of metrics. I know that that was. Um, uh, you know, uh, the language used in the past. I am confident that after this current year we will have a great story to tell and we've uh, established a new website on office dean of the faculty where we're improving our storytelling and also highlighting the stories of our faculty from a variety of backgrounds who've been contributing to our educational mission. And so uh, I'm inclined to say that we are recruiting people to Princeton, people who have left or coming back, and I think that uh, Princeton itself is one of the best places to be an academic teacher and and researcher. Um, We've had a faculty advisory committee on policy that has been examining the role of academic units in uh, issuing statements and the implications for faculty governance. That has been a year-long effort that has been uh, you know, established by President Eisgruber, and there will be key developments there. So I would, I would defer to the outcome or the announcement of those efforts, um, but I should say that Princeton, of all the universities uh, that may be regarded uh, as its peers, that Princeton's one of the ideal places to express uh, a variety of ideas in order to Uh, advance academic knowledge but also to identify ways in which we agree or disagree in the best interest of uh, intellectual exchange
0: so the class of 2026 of which I am a member is the largest in university history and the university plans to continue to grow this undergraduate population and as a result of that this year some popular first-year classes have been full or have not had enough seats And some faculty have reported feeling strained due to their increased class sizes. So what are you doing to try to hire faculty at a rate that matches student expansion so that more classes don't end up being taught by lecturers or postdocs or overflowing? And how are you attempting to ensure that this effort doesn't decrease faculty quality or lead to an imbalance between departments? So regarding the very details of
1: uh, uh, the expansion of the student undergraduate student community, I would defer to... Uh, the dean of the college, uh, Joel Dolan, but also Vice President Rochelle uh, Calhoun. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that there are universities across the country, particularly those that are popular, that enjoy great interest among students. Students who decide to, uh, in this case, come to Princeton, uh, and uh, and we could yield at a very high rate. And so, of course, um, in any one year, you there are fluctuations in the overall campus population size. Uh, In my view, uh, what we've been trying to focus on, particularly at the academic unit level, is what are the strategic intellectual priorities of of that department with respect to research, um, but we also account for mounting the curriculum. And so in that respect, we do want to make sure that uh, we have the kinds of excellent, faculty, and that else, that does include uh, lecturers, to engage students. I should remark that we have uh, some of the most outstanding instructors on campus uh, who are lecturers, and they are lecturers, senior lecturers, and university lecturers. We also have professors of the practice, not only assistant, associate, and full professors. So that constellation of faculty with different backgrounds enable us to establish an educational mission um, and to meet students where they are. So in my view, I think we are well prepared to handle the increased interest that comes from students who come to Princeton, but also the strategic initiative of the university to expand the uh, undergraduate class.
0: As departments are growing as a result of the student body growing, are they all growing at similar rates or are some being focused on more than others or being asked to grow more than others?
1: Well, uh, it, it, I will say that you know, we handle questions about growth on a year-to-year basis, and so uh, some departments may decide uh, not to hold any faculty searches at all because I think they've reached some uh, kind of um, stability in terms of their size and and they're comfortable with that size, and then we do have occasions where departments are thinking about either um, replenishing certain academic disciplines or building. Uh, in new areas and so it very you have to look at it on a case-by-case basis but uh, in my view um, I would say that certainly computer science has been a, a popular field where uh, we're doing our best to ensure that students have the kind of um, instructional support uh, that they need but you know because we have upward of 30 to 40 departments that are thinking about how they wish to um, uh, recruit Faculty
0: in the years ahead. uh, There's no one-size-fits-all kind of uh, analysis In the wake of the university removing Woodrow Wilson's name from the School of Public and International Affairs There were calls from students for the administration to introduce anti-racism training for all faculty Do you see a future where such a policy might be implemented and are there any possible alternatives to that? so um, my sense is that uh, you know, I can't comment on the um,
1: the uh, concerns expressed by uh, students, uh, and that may have been before my time when I arrived at uh, Princeton. But I will say that we uh, have been uh, working uh, diligently through the new leadership of Professor Fred Wary to uh, engage with department chairs on how they can foster an environment of inclusivity, and also to ensure that faculty are understanding of how students have been evolving in their interests and also in terms of their backgrounds. And so in my view, um, I think that we're on the very front end of that. And I think that the kinds of ways that faculty can be acquainted with uh, certain policies at the university that encourage um, free expression, that's something that we're working on. That is to say, it's free expression in the classroom. It's something that we're working on through Professor Wary in our office. And, and so whereas it's characterized here as, I think you said, anti-racism yeah. training, we might not necessarily adopt that terminology, but we are thinking about how to ensure that faculty are able to engage students in appropriate ways at our moment in time.
0: Um, there's been a lot of talk about in the news about administrative bloat, and I wonder if you have concerns when you're adding these new positions to address very specific concerns, if there's ever a cost of adding new positions and having more administrators.
1: The university has changed over time, and I think in proportionate ways, the leadership structure changes too, and the demands that students have and the demands that faculty and staff have necessitate identifying the kinds of people who have the professional experience and expertise to address people where they're situated. So, uh, not to say that I'm advocating a disproportionately uh, large growth of administration, but I think at appropriate levels, uh, attentive to the specific circumstances of our campus community, I think these are excellent investments to make in the future.
0: Thank you so much. You can read my analysis of those excerpts and more at dailyprincetonian.com or at the link in the show notes. There, you can also find the link to read the full Q&A. This episode was produced by the 147th Board of the Prince and sound engineered by Eden Tashoma. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Julian Hartman-Siegel.